0: It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker, and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangena. (laughs) We're on.
1: (laughs) Live. We're live. Live. We are live. Are you ready? You excited?
0: Live and ready to go.
1: Are you excited? I'm excited.
0: Are you ready, Daniel?
1: I'm ready. Are you ready?
0: I am ready. So let's let's get to it.
1: Let's get to it. What magic have you got for me this week?
0: Okay, so I've I've got some good magic for you this week, actually. Okay. There's some some great questions. Mm. So
1: we'll start with number one, I guess. Okay.
0: What are are some daily challenges for you? At
1: the moment, the daily challenge is keeping my energy in the right place. So as I'm transitioning... um, in as I've transitioned into doing the motivational, straight inspirational stuff full time, um, the instinct to find <laughs> the monetizing opportunities <laughs> um, has been very difficult for me to, has been very challenging for me to, to deal with because I've, I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, so making the message the focus and not the the money has been has been interesting mm-hmm. um, but it's been good because it's meant that I've been tapping into something more beautiful mm-hmm. um, and it's been interesting training myself to look at a much more wider picture and staying aware uh, we spoke last week about awareness mm-hmm. having to be aware all the time just check in with my energy um, see where my motive is okay no that's not that Da-da-da-da. Uh, and still stay balanced because we do need to navigate life. We do need resources to do that. Um, but yeah, keeping it about sharing and giving and trusting that everything else is going to work out, but not in like a, a hippie fairy cake way, trusting it because I'm doing what I need to do. Everything else is going to work out, but I know that I will have to take action for those things to work out. But as that, those actions arise, there'll there'll be the action will be taken, but it's all coming from um, from a place of, of giving yeah, and, and and my mission what about you what are you challenge to there's a
0: there's a huge stigma and belief with spirituality and money that the two don't go hand in hand i think i think that's kind of a deep seated yeah that a lot of people care so i think um you know we're kind of carving a new path with that like it's okay to want money and it's mm-hmm. okay to be spiritual at the same time
1: it's so crazy so so crazy because i literally just last night um finished the redraft of the Dreamers' Manifesto. So it's ready to start going out to people to... um, Yeah, I'm gonna send you a copy of that. Um, So I I wanna get some feedback on that before we send it off to edit. But there's a whole section there um, called um, Monks and Motorcars. And it talks about it being okay to want nice stuff. But again, check energetically where you are with it. If you want nice stuff because you only feel good or you only feel that you value yourself when you have nice stuff, then you might want to kind of get that sorted. Um, if you want nice stuff at the expense of being a decent person, then you need to check in with that. And the other thing as well is where is that desire coming from in terms of, um, your motive. So if you're going through life and that's all you're thinking about at the expense of other things, then you might want to consider that you need to take, take a check in and, and see what's really happening. But yeah, I like nice stuff. Yeah, and I don't absolutely. think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I balance that off against my mission, which is more wider, wider reaching. And I always say that the dreamers enjoy life and its pleasures and a lifestyle as a happy byproduct of them being motivated in the first instance by giving their gifts to the world and having a dream. Good stuff will come, but that's not really the motive. They don't really care about it when it's there because we, we get past that, and that's where we're all aspiring to be. Right?
0: No, absolutely. Couldn't have said yeah. better myself. I love that. And 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 I would just say for me, like we said, staying present on a moment-to-moment basis.
1: Yeah, which is a challenge. Yeah. Challenge. Um, yeah. It's not easy, but it's a challenge.
0: Yeah. All right. So on to number two. How do I set aside more time for my dreams? this
1: is in the dreamer manifesto uh okay so this one we've got a couple of angles on it first and foremost it sounds like this person wants to do it they're just looking for some practical advice so for someone that wants to do it just wants some practical advice you're going to have to get some skills um i've written a great book on it on time management time mastery which is all about strategies to make your time work better for you there are great other people. Um, Tim Ferris, I think, has got the four hour work week. Um, there's a 12 week year book as well about getting more out of your time. Um, but you're going to if you don't have natural time management skills, you're going to need some help. But I would always suggest getting a tool that works in, in line with you in terms of um, managing your time better. You may have to make some sacrifices. Uh, you might have to stop watching football with your your mates on a Thursday night and is it Thursday night and Sunday night
0: for football? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Um, ice hockey might have to take a take a break. You may have to watch less TV. Yep. Um, but yeah, make a plan and get some help from someone that you don't need to get necessarily in person. There's books. A lot of people give free content as well online. Get some skills, get some strategies, and employ them. Um, but I'm very happy to hear that it sounds like this person's ready to put the energy and ready to put the work in. They just want some help. Uh, and I will actually try and get their contact details and send them a free copy of my book.
0: That's awesome. That's Yeah, yeah great answer. Okay, on to number three. So initially when I read this question, I I've kind of chuckled. But actually, I think it's a great, great opportunity for a big lesson here. So okay. <laughs> laugh at first. But no, I think, I think there's actually something much more deeper you can dive into here. When someone tells you to love yourself and accept yourself, does that mean I don't need to continue to lose weight or can I eat anything I want?
1: Do you know what's crazy? I actually had this question saved in my drafts and I was actually going to finish it yesterday. And then I said, let me leave it just in case Emily wants to ask it.
0: There you go. That's how it works, right?
1: Synergy. Synergy. They call it synergy. (laughs) Um, First and foremost, health is such an important thing. Um, Taking care of your body uh, is an example of one of the ways that we show respect for the gifts that we've been given. And one of the gifts we've been given is life and our health and our body. Um, Thoughts are things, first and foremost. So regardless of what other strategies you put into place, whether it's diets, exercise, unless mentally you are creating with your thoughts, you being in health, it's not going to go anywhere. You can do every diet, you can train every day, if your mental picture is that you're not in shape, then you're not gonna get anywhere. One of the ways that people often, not just in terms of health, but in general, end up f- falling into a, uh, a backdoor loop of the same situations. then they make excuses and they make excuses in that, oh, I don't need to do this because I'm doing this, or you know, I'm, I'm I don't need to meditate today because I'm I'm holy already. Mm-hmm. So I would ask this person to be very, very mindful of whether they're using this as an excuse not to take actual action, which is required for health. Because yes, we get some people that can eat whatever they want and stay the same shape. And it's possible to program your body to do that. However, I think people people lose sight of the fact that training your body to do that is not an overnight thing. Training your mind to create... This automatic programs. I slipped into this myself because I was like, do you know what? I don't even have to go to the gym because at the end of the day, placebo effect, I can train my brain to just produce the right hormones and stuff so that my body just stays in shape. And I can train my body to do that. But in the meantime, I'm going to need to go to the gym. (laughs) You're going to need to go to the gym, right? It's like, um, yeah. if you're learning to speak a language in the interim, you're going to need a means of communication. So you may have to speak a bit of Spanglish until you've learned Spanish. And over time, you'll be speaking Spanish fluently. So for this person, I would say loving yourself and loving your body is step one. That's creating the mental environment for whatever other things you're doing to fall into place. And the other thing is as well, by you deciding which way it is going to happen, you stop life giving you other ways for it to happen. Because it could be that the way that they, the path, the perfect path for them to health is a diet and exercise. It could be that the perfect path to health for them is just a diet. It could be that the perfect path to to health for them could just be their mindset, but just check for the authenticity and check in with it. Check. It's not an excuse, but be open to whatever path is perfect for you to get to health. Don't start cutting it off because, Oh, I love myself. That means I I don't have to diet. I can just eat what I want. There are some food that's just not good for you. It's poisonous. You know, that's
0: no, I agree. And the first thing that popped in my mind when I read that question was, I, I, I think, and, and, you know, again, just my opinion, I think if you have really done the work to love and accept yourself, you wouldn't even ask that question. I think, I think you because know. Because if you
1: loved and accepted yourself, you do what you know to be healthy for your body absolutely. because it's about what you know. Yes. And absolutely. you know eating cheeseburgers for breakfast, right. lunch and dinner is right. no good for your body if you go through the work of undoing that programming so that you're no longer genuinely no longer attached to it, then eating a cheeseburger morning and noon the night isn't going to have a- effects on you. However, assuming that just because you wake up this morning and decide right. that it's highly, I'm not writing it off because it's possible that some kind of supernatural experience happened and they just broke the bonds to it and they overdid it. However, check in with what you know, what feels like it's being authentic about what's healthy and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, right now, it's it's exercising. I I was using the excuse of an, of an injury to be out of the gym. I got a little bit of a belly, wasn't great, haven't really been able to be topless and stuff. Um, I was using the excuse of, oh, my body's just going to produce it. Mm, you need to exercise, mate. And over time, you can program your body, uh, program your mind and program your body. But in the interim, do what you know works, but do it checking in with yourself.
0: Same thing, exact same thing for me. I was, you know, always been a small person. And then I started to notice a little bit more weight. And I'm like, (laughs) I know it's in my head. But in the meantime, I need to start walking. I need to. (laughs) And I don't know if you, on, on, um, on, I can't remember where I had wrote it just, just a couple days ago. Um, Scott and I were having a conversation he's like when I was a kid I used to eat raw meat because no one told me that I couldn't I didn't I just didn't have a belief that it would it would make you sick until someone said hey you can't do that you can get sick or die he's like okay now I'm not gonna go eat raw meat because I formed that belief and I've lived mm-hmm. with it my whole life so it mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can go eat raw meat now of I'm course. just really aware that is it the meat that changed or is it my belief about it that I kept thinking mm-hmm. that
1: so it's about balance right it's about yeah. balancing your beliefs with what's happening in, in the world. Because there is natural law. I think one thing people forget, they read like The Secret and stuff and they get kind of hyped up and they forget there is natural law. There is a natural law within which all of these things we do work in, in harmony with. And when you're working in harmony with natural law, you, you'd have to work with natural law. Gravity is natural law. Can these laws be bent and broken? Yes, but that requires certain layers of training in order to transcend them. In the interim, work with natural law
0: right Right. yeah brilliant um okay so since you're a writer i thought this one was great for you um (laughs) what is the importance of writing down what's in your head
1: uh it depends what's the purpose if you're writing down what's in your head in order to communicate it at some point in the future very very important because you might lose it Um, if you're writing it down because it's therapeutic to you then obviously very important because it's a form of therapy. If you're writing down what's in your head just so that you can read it back later, then there's still some value to it. So the actual importance comes down to the the purpose, the intent, the objective. Um, As a general principle, would I say it's important? Yes, that's for me. That's a practice that I follow, but that might not be the same for everyone. Jay-Z doesn't write down his raps. Did you know that? He actually writes them all in his head. And he goes into the studio and just does it straight from his head. He never writes them down.
0: Wow. That's
1: so for him, story. writing it down doesn't necessarily yeah. mean, because he can retain and, and access it. So if, if you don't have those magical skills of being able to just retain and, and, and access mentally without needing to write down, then write it down. Yeah. Document.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think even you know with, with people that I work with, for me, journaling was so important. Mm-hmm. A- to get it kind of out of my head and separate myself from it sometimes, and mm-hmm. to go back and go, wow, I I have really come a long ways, and maybe there were some tools I used that I forgot about. And mm-hmm. so you're it's right. good. I think it's you're and the doing. other
1: thing, some people don't write things down so that they don't have to face it. So not writing it down is actually a a, a tool a, a tool to have the excuse, you know, because when you write it down, it's real. I had the same thing. I posted an article today about writing my new bio and one of the challenges that i had yeah you read it i read it loved yeah it. the challenge that i had um, was that and, and this is sort of the underlying thing of the article by writing it down it becomes real by writing it down i'm saying this is who i am and i'm i'm saying to the world this is who i am you're making it permanent you're making a stance you're taking a stance on it so yeah for some people they don't write down because they don't want to have to face it it's just a thought
0: yeah i know i loved it i read it this morning and i loved it Thank you. So real. And, and then I read your bio, of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what is the biggest challenge, Daniel, that you have faced, and what steps did you take to overcome it? Ooh, yeah. biggest Good challenge one. I've faced.
1: There are lots of big challenges. However, I've spent a long, a long time dissecting myself. And I would say, is did it say the biggest challenge or one of the biggest?
0: What is the biggest challenge that you face?
1: Okay, if I had to pick one, my ego, maybe. Wow. Um, because a lot ties back to
0: mm-hmm. my ego.
1: Mm-hmm. Um when I look at some of the really dark times that I've been through and I I talk at length about them, I'm still learning to speak about it. So I'm not going to go into too much detail. Now, people will sort of get more when they get to the last chapter of my book, stepping beyond intention. However, all of that, how I dealt with situations that didn't actually have to be as bad as they did came down to ego. Um, for a lot a lot of my life problems came because I didn't know how to deal with people um and that does tie back to my Asperger's however if I didn't have ego then I would have been open to learning and listening to people and recognizing that I needed help with things yeah. um and had I done that a lot of my life problems wouldn't have happened at all I'm still grateful I've, like I said I've learned to be grateful for them because they've, they've made me who I am today and given me an amazing story that I can share with people and inspire them with. However, you know, I still do get backlash sometimes from my past, which is the cost of doing business really. But all of that does come, I believe really one. If I had to pick one, I would say ego and how did I get over it? I was forced in many instances. I was forced fed humble pie. That really helps with, with dealing with the ego, um, lost everything two or three times, like as in, left sleeping on a sofa it's very hard to have a big ego when yeah. you know life is that bad when you, you you've got like you, you're sleeping I remember sleeping on my mate's sofa and um you know he came in and sort of threw 20 pounds at me and I, I was so happy about that 20 pounds because I literally had nothing yeah. and it's like three months before that Maybe I was living in like a million pound apartment, you know yeah'
0: it's like you can't no
1: right the, the, it, you have to be a real douche not to be broken down by those, but definitely being open being open to the changes that needed to come into play, and that openness didn't happen overnight it had it was broken <laughs> mm-hmm. I was literally broken down yeah. and i wouldn't wish that on anyone, which is yeah. one of the reasons why I do. I have finally after nine years opened up more and more about my experiences and stuff and everything I've gone through. So that people can learn from my journey and not have to go through that pain in order to get the lesson. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, being open to it, which came through being in the fire, the crucible of life did that to me. Um, but then yeah, surrendering, Mm. surrendering, surrendering to the lessons. Um, it's not, it's, you know, challenges, big challenges breed big lessons. And if you take those big lessons and do it in a big way, then you can make big moves after. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that's me. What about you? What would you say is your your biggest challenge that you've well, ever
0: had? I, I, I mean, after that, whoo I don't know if I want to answer after that. <laughs> that was beautiful. It really helped. No, I, you know, huh to be honest, I, I had written something about that, but I think you're absolutely right. I think it, it all comes down to ego and, and, you know, believing that we have to suffer in mm-hmm. this life and, and having that belief kind of planted. And I think a lot of us, most of us, when we're really little, that, you know, life's tough and yep. you suffer and you have to go through these things. And, mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously that does its, does its work in your brain and your ego. And then, you know, you make decisions based on that. And we go through do with it. You know, what we go through. And, and I, all I can say is thank God for all of it, because I'm sitting here with you right now and I, and I wouldn't want anything else.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So. And I think that's one of the great things, you know, you, you go through challenges and I, I hope that the, um, the person who asked this question understands this. You go through challenges,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't fight them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's not easy. Again, we, we, we say this all the time, right? We say, don't expect it to be easy. We, yeah. it may roll off the tongue for us now because we're, we're, we're right. on that road yeah. and we've had some experience with it, yeah. but I don't wake up. I mean, I I wrote a section in, um, in stepping beyond intention, which talks about, i start describing about, you know, being in bed, depressed, not wanting to get out, but and you'll think that I'm tying back to sort of 10, 11 years ago. I'm not, this happened like a couple of months ago. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely.
1: You know, yeah. it still yeah. happens. Yes.
0: yes. The challenges
1: will, will, just because you slay a, a dragon, when you slay a dragon in life, a, a life dragon, they don't really die. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of like get wounded and go away. Yeah.
0: yeah. But you have
1: to be mindful of the strength that you embodied in order to slay at that time. And it's not about being, waiting for the dragon to come up. It's just being ready within yourself because who you are as a person is a dragon slayer. So you don't have to be ready for a dragon at all times because who you are is a dragon slayer. So yeah, when you do acknowledge the, 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 the challenge you, you've had in your own life, you do celebrate the victories that you've had in overcoming them. Um, remember who you became in overcoming the challenge and embody that challenge-breaking person that you've become. So that when other things do come at you, you can dust your shoulder off because, you know, you can say, I've got this. Yeah. Mr. Tannis, do you know what I did to the last guy who came along? (laughs) You don't know.
0: I love it. it. And it's funny because earlier I was, you know, I was having those moments and I think with anything, you know, on this path or, you know, even whatever path you're on where you have days where you're just like, I'm just tired today. And you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm going to, I'm gonna not have to be up here today and I'm gonna mm. be okay with being down here. And I'm mm. you know, I'm gonna eat something shitty for breakfast. And yeah. I'm just gonna do that today, and that's okay.
1: But when you can see that and you can acknowledge it, right, you yeah. can give it some space to be. This is yeah. like um when we we're talking to Lunar about um core energetics on the podcast, we we're saying when you're trapping that energy in, it just makes you sick. Yes. And when you're like, Oh no, I can't feel like this, but you do feel like that. Let it, and when you allow it to happen and st- practice being the observer, stepping back and saying, oh, Emily, you fancied a hot dog for breakfast, did you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hot dog on. <laughs> and then the more that you get into that practice of observing yourself having the hot dog for breakfast, oh, yeah. the less and less frequency that hot yeah. dog for breakfast is going to come. It's a journey sometimes. And sometimes it will happen like that overnight. Yeah. And sometimes it will take time, but it's okay. And just celebrate those times that that, that, that celebrate those overcomings that you that you do have over it. And yeah, it's not, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. So many people end up not actually progressing because they're being so hard on themselves, they're not acknowledging the progress that they have made. And so although in real terms they've made progress, mentally they're still stuck
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back. Absolutely. Brilliant once again. Um, okay, so we had a similar question to this last week. Um Mm -hmm but um, I think this is important because I think a lot of people struggle with this. How can I get out of my comfort zone and start being comfortable and being uncomfortable?
1: The pain of practice, man.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote down.
1: <laughs> it's the pain of practice. Um, and it's only painful as long as you see it as painful. The second that you start to acknowledge the joy of the journey, which sometimes will take a few experiences and witnessing a few Um, happy moments of overcoming but yeah initially it's most likely going to be the pain of going through the experience but staying with it like we said last week about you can take the narrow road and rugged road up the mountain or you can take the wide and easy road and just stay around the foot of the mountain and not really go anywhere so getting comfortable with the uncomfortable is going to be uncomfortable at first but you can shift the focus mentally. And again, these things take time. It's work, it's not, you know, I wake up and click my fingers and it's, it's done. It takes work because like we said last week, even if you're just 20 years old, you have spent 20 years becoming who you are and who you are is comfortable with a certain worldview. Breaking free of that comfort with that worldview may take another 10 years. But the fact of the matter is, as long as you're on the, on the journey, on the road, you're gonna be markedly improved from where you started off. We only, you may only make it halfway up the mountain and and pass away, you know, and pass on, but you will not be around the base of the mountain, just going around in circles and not, not experiencing the fullness of what life has to give you. So I would say get, just do it, get the right support network. Of course, um, find the right coaches, life coaches, mentors, the right environment of people. So you've got the right people around you, Um, the world is a very small place there are so many different websites and stuff that you can connect with like-minded people um, join online communities and get that support um, as far as possible get it physically so you've got sort of that, that basis and just be ready to take the ride and you will be pleasantly surprised at how joyful you can find this adventure to be although at first it may be a little bit painful stick with it and get to the other side
0: absolutely yeah I think some people they think there's an easy fix to all of it and there really isn't too and like you just have to do it it's going to be uncomfortable but like you said the joy that you feel and
1: it's sad that a lot there are a lot of sort of just like you have the whole get rich quick thing get the get whole get happy quick thing I'm yet to see yeah uh, a happy panacea I mean, yeah. there's some amazing tools, like we practice meditation, daily meditation, guided yeah. meditation, which is amazing at bringing shifts, but we have to do the work of the meditation. It doesn't just appear, no. <laughs> you know.
0: It's Happiness, a tool.
1: where are you? <laughs> I await thee, I await thee. Hands under bottom, <laughs> Mr. Happiness.
0: Right, right. When will right. you come?
1: Yes, where are you?
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
1: But yeah, we have to do the work of the meditation. But when, and again, mindset is everything, you decide what is pleasant and what is unpleasant by the meaning that you attach to the experience. So if we attach the pleasant experience and make the mental shift, that's where tools like NLP and stuff like that are great of uh, shifting
0: mm-hmm. the
1: mental associations. Mm-hmm. Shift the mental associations with the experience. Yeah. Um, and make them joyful and take the ride.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think once people reach a point, I know I did in my life where you're, you're tired of staying on the merry-go-round and not, and not having anything change. So Mm -hmm. it, it it takes being uncomfortable to make changes. Things don't change unless things change. Right. Right. You just have to make that decision. I love
1: that one. Things don't don't change unless they change. I'm going to type that. I want to keep it. (laughs) Things don't change unless they change quote Emmington yeah. picklesworth <laughs>
0: em-
1: i'm gonna put emily <laughs> 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 yeah i love it i got it yeah you need to keep that quote that's an amazing quote yeah no
0: yeah. i love it yeah I love it. that's you know how i live now so that's it um what and we had a similar to this last week um know a little bit different what's the best thing I can do today to improve myself
1: today improve yourself take stock of where you're at Mm -hmm. step one Mm
0: -hmm. you have
1: to know where you are to say I want to improve myself but not know what you're working with makes no sense it's like saying I'd like to build a new house but what is a house (laughs) (laughs) you have to know what it is you're, you're building and to know what it is you're building you have to know what you're building on so right. yeah take stock of who you are uh, there's little things like personality tests you can do um get yeah, checking with your feelings see what it is you want to improve and then from there you can start to say why and then you can start to build meaning to your objectives when you know why you want to change something that's what's going to give you the will to actually take the massive action that you're going to need to take. So I'd say, find out, take stock of where you are, get some whys in place, make a plan and make a plan. I think you should definitely get some support in making your plan, whether it's guidance from a life coach, a mentor, um, just inspiring people. And again, I always say you don't necessarily need to go and pay hundreds of dollars a month or hundreds of pounds a month, or hundreds of euros a month to go and get a live coach or mentor. There's so many people putting out positive content every day and giving support and content every day. We both do it pretty much every day. We're giving that away for free for people to, this podcast that we're doing right now, it's free for people to tap into and get some help from do that, make a plan and then take action. Yeah. 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 And, and get some, get some coaching, definitely get some coaching along the way, even if it's just an accountability partner and a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when you can, but if you can afford to get someone like live in your life, that is their sole purpose is to keep you on, on, on target, do that. But not everybody's in the same place. I mean, I remember when I first started, uh, my, my second business, you know, I didn't even have money for like admin and stuff. I was doing everything myself, but as soon as I could, you bring in that help. Because by bringing in the help, you start to maximize your results.
0: I think it was a YouTube video um, on one of those ways, you know, to make your business successful, and he said, you know, the biggest mistake people make is they they focus too much on what they're not good at, and so it holds them back. Focus mm-hmm. on what you're good at; the rest will come because you can always pay somebody to do that. Of
1: course, of course. Focus Again,
0: what you're good at
1: that's some of the great some of the tools. That's one of the the linchpin to the strategy. And from time to time, my time mastery book, it's. Mm-hmm put all of your time, energy, and resources into those areas of your life Mm -hmm. where you are optimally placed to execute. Mm -hmm. Anything that's taking away from your time because you're having to learn or sort of fumble through something, bring in somebody. Because although it may look like, oh, I don't have the money to pay, look at what's costing you Mm -hmm. in time and energy and money to do these things that actually you're not optimally placed for. Um, I can't code, right, but I could probably learn to code and fumble through. It might take me six months and i will say yeah I saved ten thousand um, dollars by learning to code and doing this myself over the six months however if you paid a professional yes it might have cost you the ten thousand but it would have been done in a month and if you calculate how much it costs you in time over that six months it probably cost you a hundred you know if you put your time and energy into that so yeah in relation to to life changes See if you can make the investment in yourself by getting someone on board. But if it's really not for uh, as a situation you're in, there's so much free information, yeah. resources and stuff you can tap into at least get going.
0: Yeah. And I think figuring out what, like you said, what, what do you want? What do you yeah. want your company to look like? Mm.
1: And, and don't play small, play big. Yeah. And people say, oh yeah, I, I want to change. From what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: That's okay. the first thing from what, who are you? What are you? Take stock.
0: No, I love that. So this is just a fun one. Uh, what is life to you in five words?
1: What is life to me in five words?
0: And you're Dream. on the spot, buddy, so this is good. This is great. Dream with your eyes open. I, but I wrote it down, so.
1: Dream with your eyes open.
0: Oh, oh, there you go. Dream
1: with your eyes open.
0: Damn, you're good.
1: But I've, that, that's what I live. <laughs> that's my thing, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like even
1: like with the speaking right now, um, like I'm doing more, more speaking stuff and it's like, I'm finding more and more that I don't need like a fixed script yeah. because I'm speaking a set truth. I may have like a prompt in terms of like key things to follow, but the actual substance, the content it's coming from the heart. So I don't need to. So when you ask me what are five words, the first thing I went to is, is that enough words? Cause that is what life is to me. And if not, then I would have been stretching or, yeah. Yeah. or shrinking it. It's a thing to dream with your eyes open. That is what life is to me. And I'll put a link to something. Yeah. I'll put a link for awesome. them to see what that means. But yeah. Awesome.
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I did the same thing. The thought came in and I'm like, I wonder if that's five words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are your five words? You're not skipping.
0: I'm the creator of my life.
1: I'm the creator of
0: my life. I think it's five. One, I'm two, three, four, five, six.
1: I create, I am my life's creator. There you go. I am my life's creator. Your
0: there you go. There you go. Okay. So um, next one. Have you overcome your biggest fear? Oof. Yeah, I, I told you there was going to be some good ones. For
1: my fears you. shift. I'll be honest with you. My fears shift. As I slay them, new ones come up because that's life, right? Huh. If You go through like <laughs> new stuff comes up as you go deeper into yourself and uncover more stuff about yourself, more stuff comes up. And one of the things that we are both very honest about is that we're not perfect. We're not at the end of our journey. We're on our journey. We're just sharing that journey with, with the world and inviting them to learn from the lessons of what we've had so far and to feedback with us to help us grow and so that we can help them grow. That's what we're doing. So my fears change all the time right now. um, One that I've, I've been working with, is fear that my mission will be hindered by my failure. That's one that I work with literally on a a daily basis. And I'm I'm staying in touch with, Um, because I've become so attached Mm -hmm. to my mission and my mission statement. Um, I'm so invested in it that sometimes that slips over into fear or doubt. So I have to keep remembering who I am and just tipping it back, yeah. because I don't want to care less about it because that's one of the easiest ways to to cut fears, to care less about it. It does sit under the carpet, but it's a short term fix, right? Right. Um, But I I just challenge it for me. I challenge it. I say, okay, why do you think that? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: No, that's not good enough, mate. And what I do instead is I take big action. I take massive action. So when my fears come up, I challenge it. And that's not always a five minute process. Sometimes it can take a day or two for me to get beyond myself and challenge it. But then when I have got there, I, I take massive action, like massive action. I told you we've reached out to some massive speakers for some of the events for this year. Um, will they pull off? I don't know. Yeah. But that's yeah. okay. Yeah. We're going for I it. Anyway. You
0: said, I have to get over myself cause that's, that's it. Right. Is. Yeah. is to
1: get out, to get out of the way, and go. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, a lot okay. of fear is managed. Managed. A lot of fear is imagined, based on our perception of something that's happening in our lives, or yep. or something that's happened in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, fear. Again, we've written a, a couple of sections about fear in, in the <gasps> manifesto, and people will see in there that fear is actually a good thing. It's a tool because it's, it's a way of feeding back of things that are dangerous in your environment. The difficulty is we've associated that feedback system with things that aren't actually fit, aren't actually a risk to us in our environment.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: come from, you know, evolutionary psychology, um, environmental, um, the way that we've interacted with our environment and stuff over time. And it's become very much an emo- emotion, a fear of our emotion being harmed. And we've, we've got the same level of protection for our emotions that we had for our physical being from an evolutionary psycho- an evolutionary psychology standpoint before you had to be careful because a lion was going to bite your head off there aren't lions now but we associate the same level of 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 danger perception to somebody not liking our painting or not texting us back fast enough you know um but when you get past yourself and actually realize actually it's not really that bad if they don't text me back Number one, they might just be busy, and it might not be the the story I've made up in my head. And number two, if they don't text me back, so what? Right, right. But it's a challenge. It's a challenge, and it's one that we 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 joyfully mm-hmm. um, we joyfully undertake. Right.
0: Absolutely. I heard Jim Carrey's commencement speech, and he at one part of it was. uh, a lot, a lot of people can't discern between a dog that's chasing them in real life and a dog that's chasing them in their head. And some people never figure out the difference in their life. And I love that because I'm like, yeah. oh, so true. And like you said, it's funny what you said, because I, you know, I, I realized now for many, many, many years, a deep seated fear was people not liking me because if they didn't like me, something was wrong with me, you know? Mm. And, I, and I think, you know, to, look, to kind of separate myself and look at it now, it's, it's, you know, still comes up for me and I have to kind of do what you said. Okay. Is this if you're in my mind or, Mm -hmm. and if they don't, you know. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's real. That's real.
0: Okay. So I'm sure you can attest to this. Um, As we get older, we face many challenges in life. We meet many people as we take the journey through this life how do you choose the right friend to keep in your life while taking so many different paths throughout your life?
1: That's quite a loaded one. Can that be broken down? Can we break it down into sections?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think basically what this person is asking is it sounds to me that the impression I'm getting is if she decides, he or she decides to take different paths in her life. Does that mean that she's going to lose friends or, you know, how do you know? which one's the right friends when you're taking different paths in your lives that may not.
1: So there's a couple of different layers to this and I'm going to do my best to stay on, on, on point with it, but there's a couple of different layers. Number one, um, one of the things that I found really, really powerful to remember is that those who care don't matter and those who matter don't care. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean in its real terms? It talks about people that care, about things about you. So for example, you've got a stammer. Those who care doesn't matter, forget them. And those who matter to you won't care about your stammer. They're not gonna treat you any differently. Taking the energy of that statement into this situation here, those who support you on your journey will support you on your journey. Those who love you for who you are won't be um, affected by the journey that you as a being are on, because for them, they're there for you and not the journey, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you're going down different paths, which you have to be prepared to pay the cost of losing people, places and things, that's just the cost of doing business. Those who follow you and stay with you, to some extent, it sounds cheesy, but if they're meant to be there, they will be. But I don't mean that in a cheesy way. I mean that if they care and love you as a person, care about and love, you care about and love, you as a person, they will stick with you as a person regardless of the path that you're going on, unless it's a negative path that they've got reason to, to divert from. Like if your path is, you're gonna go and be like a bank robber, and they're like, right. no, right. I,
0: can't,
1: I can't, can't, stay, can't stay with you on that one. Great, right.
0: sorry,
1: you're sorry. That, sorry mate, <laughs> a little bit out of tune with my, <laughs> my moral stance. So I'm, I'm, but as a general principle, breaking it down, number one, be prepared to lose them or stick with what you're doing if you can't pay the price because it doesn't come for free there is a cost and in this instance the cost may or may not be people places and things in your life the other thing is, is that people places and things all have an energetic frequency if you're taking a new path the path that you're on may not necessarily match the frequency of the people who are in your life if you try and drag them into your frequency you're actually going to pull yourself down and lose the opportunity for the improvement of things that match your frequency coming into your life that's talking it from from an energy an energy standpoint but in terms of just raw by the numbers so what if they are there or they aren't if you really are on point with your mission it won't really matter who's there and who's not it will matter about your mission um and number two celebrate the people that do stay with you but be mindful of who you're dragging with you on your mission, because sometimes it might not serve you or even serve them, um, forcing them to be a part of your journey going forward. Have I covered the points? Do
0: you think? Oh yeah, beautiful, okay. beautiful, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Good. Love good. It.
1: What is the best life advice you know? The best life advice I know. Um, I actually wrote an article about this. I haven't published it yet. It's um, what's the best advice someone ever gave me? And that's nobody cares about you. Mm. It's like, in fact, I think I have published it. Mm-mm. Nobody wants you to win. They don't, I'm not talking about them wanting your downfall. Mm. It's just they don't really care. Everyone's got their own thing. A lot of the, the emotions that we attach to somebody else really caring about what we're doing in our lives is imagined in our own head. Mm-hmm. So, for me, one of the greatest pieces of advice and was one of the things that really helped me break my ego situation that we spoke about earlier is nobody's nobody cares there's a there's a meme that I saw once and a, at the bottom there's this guy saying dear lord save me from my haters and the other side is god putting down saying nobody's even thinking about
0: you <laughs> i love that <laughs> i love that
1: you know I so love that. one yeah. of the greatest pieces of advice i had was you know it's highly unlikely that the amount of people that are thinking about you are thinking about you and if they are who cares why are you are thinking about them you've got your own life to live. yeah yeah and yeah. i
0: think when you're living a, when you're living your true authentic purpose passion whatever it may yeah. be you care less and less
1: yeah because you're more point. but that's energy doesn't split right? right your focus is in one place yeah anyone who says otherwise is yeah you know right. split focus isn't is a lie your focus is in one place. Your energy is scattered, but your focus is in one place. Uh, and if your focus is on what you're doing, then everything else is not really going to be. Well, you can't really focus yeah. on your mission and yeah. focus on the gossip and stuff.
0: No. You and can't. you don't want to when you're focused on your mission.
1: <laughs> no. You want to stay on the standpoint.
0: On All right, Daniel, we'll, we'll end it on, um, one that uh, may take you some time. Oh gosh. It's, it's. it's I think it's an important question. I think we have had
1: some good ones today though.
0: No, I think this is a really important question. It's a tough one. It's a landmine. It's you know Yeah. But I think Mm -hmm. it's important that for me and I know for you for for us to to be authentic and to be honest and to talk about things that it's okay to talk about. So in saying that, um, why did my girlfriend have to die all those years ago? Now after eighteen 18 years, I am still so unhappy and always angry. I just need this to be over. Why is recovery always out of my reach? Do you know what? Should we save
1: it? <laughs> I deal with death in, in um, Stepping Beyond Intention.
0: Wow.
1: In the very first step acceptance, I deal with um, accepting death.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and when people were proofreading the last draft that I put out just before December to some proofreaders to, to go through it, that was in December. A couple of people were like, mm, you sure you want that in there? You know, do you want to take that out? This is a hard one for me to interact with people on, on a standard, on a day-to-day basis, standardly, because because of my Asperger's, I can actually separate the facts from the emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm wired literally to be able to separate the mm-hmm. facts of the situation from the emotional content of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I've been meditating um, and the last funeral I went to, I was in tears, weeping, uh-huh. weeping. She lived to a hundred years old. Wow. She lived to a hundred years old. She's been part of my life, the entirety of my life.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yet I was weeping mm. for no real apparent reason.
0: Yeah.
1: That's because losing somebody, regardless of how intellectually you can place it, is going to be hard. So how do I deal with the intercepting beyond intention? With I say in there, you have to accept everything in your reality as it is. And that includes the mortality of humanity. The fact that at some point we are all going to die. Um, there was a great section on it in um, the four agreements with Don Miguel Ruiz, where he actually asks you to celebrate the dance with death. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it, he, he has a, a whole angle on it and stuff. But for this person who wrote this question, they're in pain. They obviously were really, really deeply devoted to this person. It's not going to be overnight. But they're going to have to find tools that enable them to hold on to the loving memory of the person still keep the beauty of the emotional charge associated with that and separate that away from the pain of loss. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Once that happens, they'll be able to start the healing process, which is overcoming their association with the pain of the experience. Mm -hmm. The difficulty I find is not just with regards to, to, to bereavement, but in life itself, we struggle to separate the dualities of a situation. When the fact of the matter is the choice is ours, I'm not saying it's an easy choice, I'm not saying it's an overnight choice, Absolutely. but the choice is ours. So we have the choice to hold on to the pain with the loving memory, whereas healing comes from finding the space to separate the joyful memory with the pain, and it's going to take time. For it, you might only have like a minute where you can do it at, at a time, five minutes. An hour a day, and it's not forgetting the person because that's putting it under under the carpet. Mm-hmm. It's expressing your emotions about it, but remembering that an actual emotion only lasts ninety seconds. So the pain itself only comes in waves of ninety seconds. Everything around that is holding on to the pain or resisting the pain. So finding tools that work for them to address the pain finding just strategies to separate the pain from the joyful experience. So you can still have the beautiful memories of the person still have the the energy associated with the beautiful experiences with the person still have the life lessons and everything that you have from those experiences and separate it from the pain because the pain isn't serving you Mm -hmm. again, it's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be easy. It may require some deep work therapy. Um, Deeper spiritual practice may be required. Um, Hands on stuff like NLP might be required. Some deep mental work like hypnotherapy may be required in order to make that break. But don't feel like the break means that you're forgetting the person. You're holding on to the memory, but you're taking the painful mem- um, um, energetic charge out of the experience and dealing with the painful energetic charge of the experience. Because at the end of the day, they are past. And we are all going to pass and it's something that we have to come to terms with a lot of time. I think we have a a deeply painful experience in association with loss because we lose touch with the fact that it's a fact it's going to happen. We delude ourselves about that. And therefore when it comes, we're shocked. You know, if I punch my myself in the face, it's, it's going to hurt. I'm not going to be shocked by the pain of punching myself in the face. However, if I delude myself or deny the fact that it's going to hurt when it happens, I'm going to be shocked. Right? So obviously in this situation, it's very, very sensitive because someone that they deeply love has passed on, but it's okay to deal with the pain and not have to tie it to, the, love, to the, the loving experiences and it's okay to still have love in your life and not to feel guilty about having love in your life without them being there because I think guilt sometimes comes into yeah. it I've seen people that um, have had guilt a really good friend of ours and um, he was married to uh, my, my oldest sister's friend and she died of cancer it was really <laughs> sad she was very young um, in her mid-30s at the time it came as a shock. She was ill. Nobody knew what was wrong. And then a couple of months later, they realized, "Oh God, it's cancer." By then, it was too late, and she died. And he'd been married to her for a couple of years. They hadn't had any kids, and he was broken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he was able to. This is, I count it all because of the family and the love that was around. I, his, his, you know, bereaved wife's family, they encouraged and allowed him not to feel guilty about being okay with still being happy after the experience. Mm-hmm. You know we end up get caught caught in a loop where we don't feel it's okay to still be happy.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So
1: there's something think, to watch out for. I would say,
0: yeah. no, I think that's, that's a huge thing. You know, death is such something that, you know, again, I feel like it is what we've all been taught is such a terrible thing. Well, what if it's not, what if they're still there, right next to us
1: that's a that's a completely other level i didn't even go into that level of it because everyone was able to deal with that level of it but the fact of the matter is is that life and death are their physical thing and the fact of the matter is is because everything is energy when something dies it just transfers into the the form of energy is so that essence is still there it's just it has to be experienced in a different form but not everybody's ready to deal with that absolutely at that level um that's why i kind of dealt with it just on a you know I
0: mean, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha, and I love how, and you know what, Dan, I wrote kind of a, a big long thing just cause I was kind of seeing, you know, wow, that's, it's always a tough thing to talk about that. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, like you said, coming at it from kind of a basic point of view is, is to remember you always have that choice, you know, in the, at the end of the day, look at if it was you to go, and would you want your loved you, one? you want them to be happy,
1: you wouldn't want them yeah, to be miserable.
0: I think the greatest testament you can give is mm. please, you know, be happy. So no, it's brilliant. Everything I had wrote down, you nailed it right on the head.
1: <laughs> That's because energy, it. synergy. Yep. It's synergy. a synergy, Emily, a synergy.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, oh. I think it's a great one to end it on.
1: Okay. Well, that was, you really had some good ones for me today. I
0: told you, they were juicy.
1: Yeah, you had some juicy ones. Yeah. Um, listeners, let us know what you think. Give us a like. Nobody's rating us right now. we would like some ratings. It takes like a second to, to let us know that you're getting something. Just click whatever your platform is. If it's po- Pocket Cast, if it's iTunes, if it's here on Anchor, give us an applause. Give us a like. We're here um, just sharing with you guys. It'd be great to have a bit of feedback. Feel free to email us. How can they email you?
0: They can email at insightunlimitedllc at gmail.com.
1: And they can like them on Facebook. We'll put the link under the podcast last week and we put it there again. Mm-hmm. For me, um, you can get me at hello at dmpotb.com. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, we'll put, we'll Are put you that.
0: Practicing that at home.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've been practicing. The other thing as well, you, could, um, you can now get me at www.dreamwithdan.com. Oh. That's right. Dreamwithdan.com. I didn't think I'd find that, but I found it. I got some really cool domain names actually. Last week, I was actually beavering away Yeah, yeah, names. I love it. Um, yeah, um, jump on the Facebook page. We're starting a newsletter. We're giving people the opportunity to get some content that way. Um, uh, the wonderful Emily is going to be joining for some um, guest guest features on that from time to time. Go ahead and uh, like her page, her and Scott page on on Facebook get some of their content too. Have a look at her blog. Um, we'll put the link to your blog because there's some really powerful stuff in your blog. I'd, I'd love for people to connect with that. Uh, yeah, I'm on Medium at DMPOTB. We've got the, a couple of series on there plus content coming out every day. And yeah, just um keep doing with your eyes open, guys. We're here sharing with you. Do jump on Cora. Uh, you've got Cora now. They can ask you questions directly. Yes. Yeah, yes. we're going to put the link for that as well. Uh, I'm on Cora, uh, Daniel Mangena. Uh, again the link will be at the um at the bottom in the description but yeah thank you for giving us the time thank you for giving us the energy we send love don't we
0: yes absolutely always loads
1: of it loads of love, love just it. from us to you dear listener <laughs> i love it i love you too ems um say hello to the scotster and i, will. Um, I can't I wait, will. wait to do this again next week I
0: know. <laughs> it gets better every time
1: it gets better every time and i'm putting this quote of yours i'm going to put it what was it again things experience. don't change unless they change put it on your page i'm going to share it put it on your page i'm going to share it
0: okay yeah beautiful okay all right Later. bye, Take care. bye. Hey! thanks so much for listening to this episode of do it with dan with your host daniel McGenna. for more great content and to stay up to date visit dmpotv.com we'll catch you on the next episode of do it with dan